Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. Well, Friday's come around fast, don't they, Matt? Here we are again. Yep. It's Friday in the studio mm. and uh, recording the next episode of Thrive Deeper. Uh, episode 156, and we are moving out of the book of Corinthians, Second mm. Corinthians, and into Galatians. Yeah. And we have set the ambitious target of getting through all six chapters of Galatians today. I, this, the, uh, it struck me as I've read through this book, Stu, again, how, uh, well, I mean, a lot of the response that, that I've heard from people about this book is is not particularly positive because the book has quite a combative yep. flavor to it. Yes. However, one of the things that struck me about reading this again is how this expresses really the unique core element of the Christian faith. I mean, if we, this book is gold in that sense, and I know it has a fairly combative uh, sort of element to it because people are very prone add, you know, put lots of garb over this and no, it couldn't really be that simple, could it? Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing most Christians, well, for me anyway, we struggle with it. It just seems too good that it's just grace and it doesn't come yeah. down to what I can yeah, do. Yeah, and I life do. by the Spirit and, exactly and, and right. the beautiful simplicity yeah, exactly. of the Christian life is being protected in this book. And it's yes. something which historically ha- has been... Um, really under attack in, 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 in many, in, even from within the church. I mean, you know, in the sort of late Middle Ages, this was the, the you know, Luther's big thing. And, and Galatians was the book that Martin Luther, uh, you know, really focused on yep. in terms of wanting to get the church back to the simple good news, yep. uh, the simple essence of, of the Christian faith. So this book is as gold, and, and I think it's really worth understanding this book and oh, and, and um, moving through understanding why Paul comes w- with a fairly combative uh, attitude because he's fiercely trying to protect something here mm. and um, uh, and but really really getting to the to the gist of, of what he's saying which is what we're going to try and do today yeah exactly and I think the combative thing is actually probably good well it is for me because I know the enemy co- constantly tries to tell us you're not good enough and mm. God's grace isn't enough and yeah. you need to do better at this and this and yeah. that whole and you need to do that as well and, and oh you exactly no 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 right. no you need this as well exactly right uh, yeah and so That's I right. think that that kind of really addressing it strongly is is helpful to us absolutely today so yeah. just a bit of context um, this was obviously written to Christians in the Roman province of Galatia. Mm. Which was probably sort of the center of modern Turkey today, if yeah. you want to get a rough idea of where it was. The capital of Galatia was Ankara, spelt slightly different to how they spell the capital of Tur- Turkey today, but it's the same mm. place basically. And um, it was probably Paul's earliest letter, mm. um, most likely uh, written uh, here, and we see that written to the Galatians, which was um, predominantly a Gentile church. Yeah. Um, at the time, uh, relatively new believers, probably only a matter of two or three years, relatively young young Christians. Yeah. And I think important to recognize, too, by the time of Paul, probably um, there were as many, if not more, non-Jewish Christians mm. than there were Jewish Christians. So this this whole sense of the Gentiles was starting mm. to become the predominant um, uh, people in the Christian movement at the time was, was starting to take its place. Yeah. And, so, and, and in this early time, this is... Something that now is increasingly the case. Of course, yeah. it started as a as a Jewish messianic That's movement, yeah. 
and you know this this is this early stage of of where now the the Gentile church is starting to outgrow the Jewish church, right. and, and you get you know some of these issues. Interestingly, actually, Stu, this uh, I mean it's. I think it's appropriate in a way that this letter does sum up the simple essence of the Christian faith because to connect with what you said before about the date, mm. really this is the earliest of the New Testament writings uh, yes. that we have. This is actually yeah, the right. first part of the New Testament that was written down in its current form. Now, mm. of course, uh, as Luke references the fact that lots of people wrote things down that Jesus said, so there were lots of um, uh, uh, records of the things uh, that Jesus said. But in terms of a complete... Uh, book of the New Testament. Wow. This is the earliest, really, to be yeah. to be written. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah, very good. And Paul is responding to issues that have risen in the Galatian church after he's left, obviously. Mm. And this is where this Judaism, which we've talked about a little bit before, towards the end of Corinthians, yeah. there, uh, where um, as Gentiles were becoming uh, sorry, as Gentiles were becoming Christians, uh, they were also being told that they needed to become Jews in a sense yeah. uh, by these people who were saying they needed to follow. Uh, you know, the Mosaic laws and circumcision and all those sorts of things before they'd really be accepted yep. as yep. part of God's people. Mm. And so essentially they were saying Christianity is a bit of a subsect, I guess, of mm. Judaism. And that's kind of what Paul's trying to address as we yeah. jump into this. And it was quite a, uh, it was quite a, a rigorously controlled lifestyle in terms of what you ate, the days that you observed, yep. the, uh, the various aspects of, you know, what you wore, uh, you know, um, the rites of circumcision, keeping the various festivals and days, and I mean, it really was a, um, uh, and 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 in a gentile context, potentially quite disruptive as well, right? Uh, you know, d- because it's okay if, if you're in living in Israel and and broadly speaking, you know, life revolved, everyone observed the same holidays, and so that's kind of fine, and uh. And even in Jewish communities in the diaspora, I mean, they kind of live together. Yes, and, yeah. and But now, you know, now you're moving outside of that. And, and so it would have been quite disruptive. So it actually was a big deal, right. uh, you know, that, that, that they suddenly, oh, what, what we have to observe all of these yeah. all of these things again. Yeah. But I reckon that also feeds our sense of, I need to do something to earn this. You know, I think yeah. that whole sense of that I'm earning this, you know, there's a price, you know, that, that. Well, this is the, it's the big, this is the big topic in this mm. book really, isn't mm. it? I mean, um, because the question uh, that, that really is being asked here is what is it that marks us out as being, as belonging to the covenant people of God? Essentially yeah. that's, that, and that's a very, Jew, I express, express it that way because yes. it's, very Jewish sort of question. What, what is it that marks me mm. as a member of God's covenant people? And they would say, well, circumcision and, yep. and keeping the law. Yep. That's what, because that's what makes you look distinct. You keep these days, you, you, your rhythm of life is different to other people. Mm. You look like other people. Mm. You've, you know, it's, it's the covenant mark of, of circumcision and so forth. So, uh, whereas Paul, you know, wants to say, no, 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 actually, it's something way deeper than that. Yeah. Um, and and it's something actually, because one of the issues I think with these gentile with these gentiles is they're used to a certain way of living, uh, um, and uh, and I guess they're probably struggling. You know, we've we've received Jesus, we've received Jesus by grace, not because we were good people, but and and uh, and perhaps there was the dan- the obviously the issue of them now learning to live this new kind of life, yes. and so you get yeah. these. 
you know, Jewish teachers that come in and say, well, the, the, well, the, you know, there's easiest, I mean, the best way to do that is to live, stri- you know, stringently observe the law, the rules. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the rules, regulate your life by all these rules in all these different ways. Mm. But Paul's answer is actually better than that. Mm. He, he's actually going to say, no, no, that never worked in the first place. And actually the nature of the good news is that there is actually a better and deeper a way of of um, of living the life that God wants us to live mm. that uh, was always foretold uh, yeah, throughout exactly. the Old Testament. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. From the inside out rather than yeah. from the outside out. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. Let's jump yeah. in then. Obviously, Paul's pretty devastated that uh, these new Galatians are embracing what he calls a different gospel. Yeah, well, you know, people... Uh, evidently, what has happened is that Jewish teachers ha- have come in um, because this is a burgeoning movement. You know, it's, it's a big thing that's happening here, right? Suddenly, yep. th- th- there's this uh, there's this growing interest in this sort of messianic Jew- Judaism, and and so there are there are a Jewish, um, you know, people who are say messianic Jews, but they've um, they've they've mistaken this message in some ways and and they're kind of it's almost seems like they're following Paul in some sense yes but it, what in whatever the case that because there were Jewish communities all over the place so so there there were Jewish communities where the, these Gentile churches are yeah. anyway so they're coming in and saying no 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 listen to it Paul's off his rocker yeah D- don't listen to him that's not enough uh, yeah he, he's also. yeah yep. and 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 he's not even one of the real apostles yeah. anyway yeah. and uh, you know, w- w- listen to us. So, so the first thing that that Paul has to do is, yet again, and we've seen this in Corinthians, haven't haven't we? Yep. He, he actually has to defend his authority, his authority, yep. and, yep. and 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 his apostleship. Yep. And so, um, so he he the first thing he wants to do is defend the fact that this gospel he didn't just come up with he didn't just come up with this. This is actually uh, a m- monumental change. Uh, has actually kind of broken into history. Yes, in the actions of Jesus Christ, but also he wants to underscore the fact that he received received this f- as a revelation, revelation from Jesus Christ directly from Christ. directly exactly. You know, and so that's that's his point because he, he goes and then through. he's commissioned to go and tell the Gentiles, yeah, about it. Yeah, that's which right. Is what he's done. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, yeah. And so, um, a lot of the in, in that first uh, chapter is about him saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't just. This wasn't derived from from any other. It wasn't even. Uh, this is even just garbled a secondhand message that I've got from the apostles in Jerusalem. Mm. No, no, I uh, got this directly. Yeah, I got this directly, and actually, I went to them, and they, you know, recognized the yes. truth of this, yeah. and and in fact. You know, he points out I've actually had to remind them of this because the pressure on them as Jewish, mm. you know, as Jewish believers, mm. to um, which is what happened with Peter. Well, you know, yeah, 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 and so he points that out. Yeah, yeah, so the pressure to, I guess, um, kind of uh, conform to conform the... to the Jewish laws, and yeah. therefore, actually, by uh, by implication, to see Gentiles as kind of second class. Yeah. Uh, citizens, yeah. you know, there was a lot of pressure for that, and and Paul points out how, you know, he, he like, actually he he had to say no 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 guys come on this isn't mm. this isn't the way it works, mm. so um so after he does that he he then explains and this is this is the the what what is I think so beautiful and valuable about this letter is like how coming back to the simple question and 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 the way that that he puts how is a person justified mm. before God. How and 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 um, 
and of course, the, the, his simple answer to that is that we're justified by faith. Now, that's a very simple and well-known message. If you're, yeah, you know, if you're an evangelical believer, yeah. you know, in the Protestant tradition, mm-hmm. we've heard that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? What does that actually mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's interesting when you when you hear something so much, uh, you can actually slightly lose touch with the fact that you may actually not quite know. Not uh, fully understand yeah, what, exactly uh, right, uh, what, that, what means. that means. So why don't you unpack that yeah. for us, Matt? So, so to be justified is to basically be declared to be in a right relationship with God. It's mm. it's a relational thing. Mm. Um, you are you are justified in a right relation, and, and um, you're in a right relationship with God. Now, um, what Paul is basically saying is that what God is looking for most of all before any law observance or anything like that what god is actually looking for the, the the nature of the relationship that he's looking for is is that which jesus again illustrate and i think the best way to illustrate this to, is to really use that what jesus said about being like little children yes. essentially yep. i think that's the best way you know because god wants to be a fa- this is the relational element mm-hmm. god wants mm-hmm. to be a father he wants us to be his children that's what it means to be in a right relationship with god yeah to be a child of God. Now, the essential nature of that child-parent relationship is trust. It is faith. Um, now, the Greek word pisteo is translated by three uh, English That's words, right. actually, but there's only one uh, Greek word. Uh, so we have the word belief. Now, when we think believe, we tend to think uh, believing in a proposition or, or I, I believe that something is the case. Yes. But it's all, it also translates. The other English word that translated from a pisteo is trust mm. and faith. Mm. So trust, belief, faith. Mm. Now, essentially, they're all uh, faith. Essentially, is tr- is trust and belief. But it's something. It's something much more uh, holistic. Something like allegiance. I mean, the, 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 it's like a, a a radical allegiance. It's not just believing that something is the case. If you believe that, and it it includes that, mm. but it's entrusting oneself to believing in. Yeah, it's believing in. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, it's an intensely relational thing. And mm. and and what Paul is saying here, the thing that God most wants actually is for you to trust Him. Right mm. Mm. now, you even trust Him actually to deal with your failures, to yeah. deal with your failure to keep the law, because we've all failed. In that, and we all continually fail, and not only uh, trusting God means trusting Him to uh, redeem your failures—that is, to to make provision for your forgiveness, which He's done through Jesus yes, Christ—but yep. also to trust God to help you and empower you to live the life that you're meant to be living. Not just on your—it's not based on you know your achievement in keeping the law. Mm. Um, it's actually He's going to go on to talk about. Keeping in step with the spirit, yeah. So it's trust all the way. Yes, uh, it's trust all the way. Whether it's trusting in God to to make up your failures through the atoning Coming work of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. yeah, uh, or to empower you to live this new. All of that is trust. Yes. Um, so it's because c- one of the one of the questions that that people bring up is, um, well, does that and even Paul alludes to this himself. Does that mean then? So are we so we just have to if we believe in Jesus it doesn't matter then how we live. Yeah, that's right. I can go do whatever yeah, I want. Yeah, you can do whatever. But oh but I believe in Jesus. So I've got my ticket. Yeah. Uh, I've got my ticket that says mm. no I I'm I'm 
in a in a right relationship with God despite what I do. Uh, and and that you know and and I go to heaven and all the mm. the ticket to heaven kind of idea. Insurance now, policy thing. There's an aspect of that that is right that we are declared right with God mm. despite mm. what we've done and in fact uh, what we do. The mistake there is misunderstanding actually what belief, what what pisteo, what tr- faith actually, actually is. is. Yeah. Faith is being entrusted to God and uh, trusting. It's that allegiance. It's that keeping in step with the Spirit. Yeah. Of course, we fail. Yes. But when we fail, there's tr- there's faith to be exercised. Mm. Get up, trust God. You know, uh, n- not only to cover your failures to forgive for forgiveness, but also to empower you uh, to live this life. So that's that, that's essential. That's why being right with God. Just trust me, God. Says, if just you just trust me. Uh, and you'll be in the right space, right? You'll be, yeah. y- you know, in the right in that sense. Yep. Um, righteous. Yeah, that's right. Righteous. You know, so, so, you know, to be righteous is essentially to be right where God wants you. And that's in that place of trust, complete trust. Yeah. And part of that trust actually is, is, uh, is empowered by the fact that we have completely failed and therefore we need yeah. To actually trust rather than rest back on our own achievements in keeping the law, that we actually need to trust God for our salvation. And it's also the recognition that we cannot actually in and of ourselves live up to the, the be standard. the people that God yeah. wants us to be. No, right. And so we have to trust uh, God to empower us and lead us by his spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is a daily thing of trusting and keeping in step with the spirit. So that's that, that's the key thing that he argues for here. Now, what? The way that he's going to do this is to actually point out that this was always the case. This actually isn't some new thing. Now, this is important because I feel at times some Christians tend to think, well, the Old Testament, that was all about law. And the New Testament's all about grace. Then they kept the the, the law, and that's how they were, you know, considered righteous then. But now yeah. it's by by yeah. no, 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 no. And this is Paul, both in Romans and in Galatians, points out. No, no, it was always the case that we were made right by faith. Yeah. Um. It God. It was always faith that God wanted, and he points this out, of course, both here and in the book of Romans, by using Abraham as mm. the example. Mm. God said. All right, or even though everyone was in the same boat, everyone was as bad as each other. Mm-hmm. God said to Abraham, "Abraham, leave every." That's the talk about the act of faith. Initially, uh, leave you, you know, leave that whole lifestyle behind uh, and step into this promise. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah, and and he was he was justified. Yeah. Uh, he was right. Because he was he, in exactly the right exactly. space. He trusted God and yeah. he stepped out and did what because he did. was in that place of trust. Right. Yeah. And uh, using the word trust, and this might be a, a, a bit of a long stretch of the bow, but even even right back to the garden. Yeah. Are we going to trust that what yeah. God says is true? Yeah. Or are we going to not trust that and decide to take things into That's our own right. Hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was trust yeah right back there. Yeah. And you can see and one of the things I love about the story of Abraham and by extension love that Paul yep. continually refers to Abraham as a demonstration of faith mm. is because Abraham's faith was very faltering. Yes. <laughs> you know, so he, he is the father of faith. Yeah. And yet, you know, the classic example is the Hagar, Hagar. situation. Yeah. It's interesting because he actually uses the Hagar incident as yeah, a bit of an uh, allegory yeah. here. Um, but, you know, God said, I'm going to give you offspring. And, and Abraham and Sarah 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Almost. But we need to actually make it happen. You know, like, yeah, yeah. well, they were, you know, getting old. And yeah, they, they were getting I mean, old. So Sarah laughed, you know, in reality. Yeah. <laughs> so God's saying, hey, listen, trust me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, yep. I'm going to give you offspring. I said I would, and I am going, going to. to yeah. And and so the the faltering of their faith was, oh, we'll just make it happen. We better help you know, we'll, God out Yeah, here. yeah, we'll, you know, and that was the whole handmaid given mm. to Abraham. And, yep. and hey, that was Hagar. And then mm. Ishmael was born. Yep. And God said, no, mm. don't help. I said I would do it. Mm. You've just got to trust me. That's mm. you know, don't try to make it happen yourself. Yeah. So that was an important lesson, and and in some ways, encouraging that, uh, you know, that that there was a faltering, you know, that yeah. there, there, it wasn't a perfect faith. Yeah. I was looking for a perfect faith, mm. but uh, but he's looking for faith nevertheless, and that's mm. what puts us in the right space. Mm. And yeah. if you bring that forward even to the Exodus, you know, which is really the first indication of, um, you know, what was to come with Jesus, it's like they had to trust that when they painted the blood over the doorpost, yeah. that the eldest, you know, would be spared. And yeah. that was an element of trust and faith and believing. Yeah. Uh, we need to do this so that we can be, you know, yeah, we yeah, can be yeah, safe yeah, as, we, right. as we leave the bondage of Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he actually points out um, that they became Christians not by what they did or you know it was was by the spirit of god mm. that they were actually transformed in the first place so mm. he says if why go backwards mm. you well, know, he even says i was back there yeah yeah that's right know, yeah and, and i've become one of you yeah and now you're trying to become one of me yeah you know? yeah you're <laughs> you're trying to become what i, I was. was yeah yeah, yeah that's right uh, so it it just doesn't it just yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. and so he's so concerned with this idea of freedom mm. uh, that that we've been freed from the condemnation of the law but we've also been freed in a sense from uh, a law-centered way of living this is a this is an interesting uh, it's an interesting topic i have a lot of conversations about this uh, this sort of thing because our, our natural go to i think uh, as christians is well, what what are the rules just, just tell me the rules, and yeah. and it's not, it's not that there, it's not that God's law is not valid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the commandments and like they're still good. I mean, Paul says as much. They're a guide, right? Yeah. They're a guide. Yeah. Okay, but they don't actually justify us. Yeah, they don't make you. They actually, in in a sense, show up. They that, condemn us. Really. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> exactly. They show up where we're wrong. Yeah. Um. And th- but there's no. They don't empower us to live the way, like just keeping the rules. Like, yep. I mean, it's like if I, uh, if I said, Stu, just give me a list of twenty rules for me to have the perfect marriage, right? And and I just robotically put those. I mean, actually, probably could do some good, but anyway. <laughs> but if but if I just robotically put those, it it actually is not because. Because we're talking about something relational, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's not just about robotically keeping rules. It's about forming a certain kind of heart, a certain yeah. kind of love, a certain kind of trust, mm-hmm. right? So so the rules, the rules-based thing is problematic from that point of view. It's also problematic in that it it doesn't actually allow us to live a, a rule-based living. And again, this is not um, dismissing the right. law in any any way because the law holds principles for life that endure. Let yeah. me just underscore that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are principles. There there is a way to live that's right and a way to live that's wrong. Okay, mm. but it's actually even deeper than that. Mm. It's it's deeper than just that. This the behaviors. You know, in a sense, the behavior is just the symptom. What in fact Paul refers to as the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Okay. 
it's as much our motives yeah, it's, 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 our it's, behavior. That's right. It's as know. much it's as much our motives. And and well, I think I think then the the problem with just rigid laws and, and this was of course a problem increasingly a, a problem um in, in the first century with Jews living amongst Gentiles all over the place, is that so many complexities to life. And uh and and a rule based living is not gonna help you navigate the very complex situations, situations with layer upon layer of complexity, and and you're thinking, well, what do I do in this yeah. situation? And 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 that is where uh, that is where that deeper sense of what does it look like in this situation to be led for me by to, the yeah, to be led by the Spirit? Mm-hmm. What is God calling me to be and do uh, in this situation? And it doesn't make the law subjective. It it doesn't make it relative in in that sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't do away with the principles, but um, but it does it does allow us to uh, to navigate through the complexities of life, yeah. which we see in Jesus' life as well. I mean, he was constantly people were bringing up objections. You can't do that because that's against the law. Uh, uh, can't do that. That's against the. He's saying no, no. This is but I'm I, I'm actually yeah. fulfilling the principle yeah, of the law exactly. Well, you know that, that example where where he was you know challenged for for doing something on the Sabbath and yeah. and he said. But this, you know, the, the what I'm doing is more important than the fact that yeah, this is a day. That's right. In the law of arrest. You that's know, that's like, right. And and you know, one of the big ones, of course, is going to the houses of yeah, sinners and yeah. you know tax collectors, tax collectors and 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 man, it's really looked like he was getting his hands dirty there. Mm, mm. But he said, listen, the whole point of this is God has called me to reach out to the lost. Mm. And in fact, you too, right? Yeah. So you're gonna you're really gonna have to be prepared to form the right heart. And because you're going to get your hands dirty in yeah. one sense, yeah. you know, so so this this rigid uh, rule based living where I've got to keep myself immaculate and untainted by uh, you know by by the by the world, which and, of course we can't do. You, you know, it's it's not going to work no. because the you know this movement now is moving into a missional context, and uh, and in fact, uh, historians have have pointed out that this is the key thing. When they even secular historians who who ask the question, "What is it that caused this movement?" When when Judaism had been around, and and there were yeah, yeah. there were lots of you know Greek and Roman people who were interested in Judaism. There was lots of interest in it actually. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, you you have all of this talk in the New Testament about sort of God fearing Gentiles, because they, it were really you know they were really fascinated with this monotheism, and the, uh, there was a lot that was attractive about it. But it could not move outside of those boundaries because it was so rigid and and um and it was and and historians recognize that actually it was th- these these teachings about just bringing it down to this core simple message uh of being made right with God through faith trust God and then living by the spirit yeah uh, it, that wasn't doing away with the law it was wanting to fulfill the law in a mm. you know that full inward sense but that's that simplifying mm. of uh, of things is actually what enabled this movement to become supple enough, as it were, to yeah. actually uh, incarnate itself into all different Society. cultures, yeah. you know, and move way outside Judaism yeah. um, uh, because of its beautiful simplicity. And one of the things, that, you know, and this is, I think, what has struck me, and again, as as I read this letter, is how this contrasts from even not only Judaism but all other religious systems yeah, actually if exactly. I'm, you know and and I I mean I've have read a lot of other uh, religious literature with a lot of interest I'm you know find uh 
religions int- interest interesting because of the way mm. that they express that universal uh, kind of human mm. propensity and and the, the you know Paul says although they knew God and so forth but yeah eternity in their hearts and 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 there's I mean there's a and, and there is a lot of a lot of truth therefore in in a lot yes. of these other religions but they just it's it's human beings striving to make themselves somehow acceptable to this God that they intuitively feel in whatever form yeah. that they feel is there. And it's so complicated mm. and it's based on, it it's so achievement-based. But it almost needs to be before they feel like they've paid the price. And yeah. It's because they feel they need to yeah. pay the price. Yeah. And if I haven't paid a price, it, it can't be real. I need to do something. And yeah. so they're all driven yeah. by this. This is what you need to do. That's right. To pay the and price. Because it's because <clears throat> it's achievement-driven, therefore it separates sort of the gurus from the ordinary, you know, it separates, creates this separation because if it's about achievement, well, oh, that guy, Mm. he's really, and and this, look, this is the way that it was with the, you know, with first century Judaism. You had the Pharisees, everyone looked up to them, well, you know, and and kind of despaired actually. It's like, there's no way. I mean, these guys memorize the whole Bible. They live to the absolute, the most intricate details of of the law. Mm. Everyone else just despaired, Mm. you know. Mm. And I think, I actually think today that's that's a big chunk of what the enemy uses to try to discourage us mm. by telling us oh you you haven't been living as you should have yeah. been or you haven't done this and you should be doing that and you should be and you should be and you should be yeah because we know we can't yeah and that's where he uses the, the lever yeah. to get in and kind of say well, grace isn't actually yeah, yeah. enough and faith in jesus isn't yeah. enough you also need to be you yeah know, and, and that's right because a lot of a lot of spiritual paralysis yeah. What what I would refer to as spiritual paralysis. It's basically people giving up. Yes. I, just, I, 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 I can't just despair. I, I just can't yep. do that. Yep. Well, actually, that's right. You can't. You, you actually can't. Yeah. And, and, and that actually could be the beginning of your most important moment of truth. Yes. Um, because uh, actually what God is saying to you, you know, I need you to trust me. We're going to just, first of all, trust me that mm. you are accepted mm. despite your complete failure. Mm. God sees that. But he says, I, I paid for that. I paid for you. Now, just trust me. Let me lead you one step at a time. And you're yeah. going to stumble and you're going to fall. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's that that trusting life that he's looking for. As, as he is going to strip away those things that drag you down. And he mm. is going to uh, form a new way of seeing and feeling. And it's really cool. It's, it's really deep sort of stuff. So, it's, yep. you know. Uh, so until that happens, until that new way of seeing and feeling and and that real inward stuff happens, of course you're going to continually fail, yeah, exactly. in, you know, morally and spiritually. Yeah. And so we, we really, you know, and I think the the more I've gone on, uh, the, the more years down the road in this Christian life, the more dependent I feel yeah. on God. To enable me actually to live, mm. because and and actually part of that is seeing what God actually is doing. It's like wow, God, you are actually doing everything. You are actually doing everything that is required to strip this away from me, to speak to me, to to bring the right people into my life. To wow, like God is actually doing all of that. All I've got to do is respond. Exactly, is not kick and scream and Step fight in. and and yeah. run the other way. Yeah. That's you know. I mean, that's not much, yeah, no. but it is significant and it's called faith. Yeah.
step into what God's yeah, already doing that's in right. your life and, and yeah. in the lives of people yeah. around you. So, yeah. you know, I guess the question here is, and Paul kind of asks us, if the law could save us, do we really think God would have sent his only son to die on a cross? I mean, exactly. why would he have done that if yeah. the law could actually save yeah. us? Yeah, and, that's right. So I think Paul's kind of saying, beware of people who suggest to you that you need Jesus plus. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We need faith in Jesus, yeah. as you've said. And I mean, a great example of that is the criminal on the cross next to Jesus. Yeah. Who simply says, I trust who, in, in, in other yeah. words, he basically yeah. says, I trust who you are, you know, ref, remember me. And Jesus says, that's it. Yeah. You'll be with me, you know. Exactly. Uh, he didn't do didn't do any of the other stuff that, that sometimes Christians can put yeah. on us that we need to be doing if we're going to make it. Oh, know, man. It, Talk it, about it. a speck of faith. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's well, dying this, on a cross. Yeah, all he says, <laughs> yeah. because he just thinks, I, I mean, can you imagine... Mm. Because he would have been a, like a revolutionary. Yep. That's that's why he, he would have gone there thinking I'm a martyr. I've you know, uh, he would have had this dreadful realization that the other guy probably wasn't willing to face. Yeah, I've got it completely yeah. wrong. Yeah, actually, this this is the truth. Mm. This person is the truth next mm. to me, mm. and yet the trust, enough trust, just to say, Lord. Please remember me. Mm. And to rebuke the other guy, really. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. What are you doing? This guy's done yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, and then That's exactly all he right. does. That's and it. Jesus said, that, that'll do. That'll do. You, yeah. Just that speck of trust gives mm. him, give me one little finger mm. and I will pull you out. I will yeah. pull your whole being yeah. with that one little fingernail. Not even, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. really, there's Absolutely. just nothing there yeah. in terms of, you know, so people say, oh, I just, I'm not sure if I have enough faith. Just exercise what faith you, you have, have. Yeah. because that's what the thief on the cross did. Yeah. It's so, it's actually so beautiful. I yeah. mean, it, it's so beautifully simple that I think it's the sheer simplicity of it that yeah, is exactly. the struggle. Absolutely. For, for a yep. lot of people, because we perpetually want to make things more complex mm. than they actually are. Because, of course, we're complex. Mm. We are these tied up balls. There are so many layers of complexity in, in us. Well, I think it also comes back to our sense of we want to be in control of our own lives. Yeah. And so me doing this should earn me that. Yeah. Is, is just the whole brokenness of human nature. It's the yeah. same thing that happened right at yeah. the garden and all the way through. It's like, no, I don't like the fact that I'm completely dependent yeah. on my faith in what Jesus has done. There's nothing I can yeah. do. Uh, no, I don't like that. You yeah. Know, in a sense, I want to be, I want to be able to do something yeah. that earns this or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's about the control yeah. thing again. You know. And this is this is why Paul is so upset about this, mm. you know, because this explosive thing that that has exploded into their midst and transformed their lives, yeah. the power, the sheer power of that, right? That is the re- the reason that they're there in the first place, mm. and now they're kind of turning away from that. They're, they're wanting to make it complex, and which is going to grind the whole thing to a, to a halt actually yeah, yeah. and i tell you when you when you look at the christian movement i mean when this has happened it becomes overly complex that's when it does grind to a halt yeah yeah you know um and and so he's he's so upset about this i mean in fact he says if anyone preaches a different gospel no. other than the one i'd let let, that, let him be eternally accursed i mean he says it twice actually man to make sure yeah he said this is really serious because because yeah. nothing is more important mm. Than the simple truth of this good news mm. that all you need to do is trust, entrust yourself to Jesus Christ, uh, keep in step with the Spirit, which is also an, a, a consequent uh, act of trust. Mm. That's all you need to do, actually. 
And that actually will enable you to live a life that essentially fulfills the requirements of the law, which by he said, he says towards the end, he says, listen, the whole law is summed up in love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. But again, it's the spirit of God that's going to enable you actually to do that. Yeah, that's right. The Holy Spirit basically yeah. replaces our old human nature yeah. and puts the you know the fruit of the Spirit into our lives, and that enables yeah. us to live the way that yeah. God would have us live. And it doesn't mean we're going to get it right. Yeah. Well, in in a sense, uh, I'd pr- I'd probably rather than say replace, okay. I think I would say is is set over and against in some. I mean, again, you can't be scientific about this, no, and no. language fails. Yeah. But because because there is throughout uh, Paul's writings this sense that. That the old nature is kind of there, but it's something that the new nature Subdues. puts to death. It's like it keeps yeah. keeps in submission. So, so you know, there um, he talks about putting to death the old man, and you know, hmm. as a continuous, uh, yeah. as a continuous thing. Yeah. And and I mean that's important because that's that that's the act of trust. Yeah. It, it, there's always the choice. It's like throughout this life, we continually have that choice between the two trees. Yeah. In, in the garden, yep. you know, am I going to eat from this tree or am I going to eat from the tree of the, the knowledge of good and evil yeah. or, or am I going to eat from the tree of life? Mm. And, and the way of avoiding the one is to eat from the other. Mm. Um, so, you know, so this is what, you know, Paul's continually, uh, continually pointing. So to stay in to step that. with the spirit, you know, it, it does require us to lean into our relationship with mm. God, you know, and, yeah. to, and to be looking to seeking to grow yeah. in that because that's going to make it uh, easier for us. Yeah. In those day-to-day decisions, to stay in step with what the Spirit yeah. is asking of us, yeah. or, or dire- how He's directing. That's us. right. So, and and I love the imagery there of keeping in step with the Spirit, because when yeah. you when you're walking, it's one step at a time. Because I think we we have a tendency to get overwhelmed by all of the things that we need to be in it, and it's like no, no, just just work with what God is doing and now. saying now. Work with the challenge that faces you now. I think some, you know, if, if we have two bigger sort of ideals and I think this is probably one of the problems that Jesus confronts in the Pharisees is that they're 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 wanting to get sort of everything right they actually miss the point. Yeah. It's like yeah. here's a crippled man. He needs healing. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, they somehow lost touch with that because in that moment that's what God was wanting to do. Mm. But they've got such a such all of these complex rules that actually distract them from that simple Mm. moment, that mm. simple thing that God is wanting to do there and then. And so this is, again, this is the beauty of this, of this step-by-step, you know, walking by faith, is that we, we're not required to get there all in one leap. It's just, what's the next step for you? What is, you know, what is God challenging you with now? It'll be one small increment. Trust looks like just trust him with that. If you're, if you're feeling, you know, stressed by something or, or just what does God want? He wants, he's saying, trust me with this actually, because the most important thing in this situation is actually not resolving that situation. Not, it's actually trusting me. Uh, in this situation, what does that look like? You know, what does it look like to to listen and take whatever challenge God is putting before you right now? That's what trust means. It's one step at a time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all our resources and much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. 
Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper and thrive. Thank you.